Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hi, everyone. I'm, well, it's obvious. I'm John Verhoeven, and I was a cop back in the 80s in Sydney. And I'm Paul Verhoeven, John's son. I'm an author, and I wrote two books about Dad's time as a cop. The first five seasons of Loose Unit spanned my time in general duties, forensics, my time as a firefighter, and even my stint running a funeral home. This season we're visiting the locations of Australia's most notorious, baffling, horrific crimes and looking at what happened there. From Snowtown to the family, from the Morehouse murders to haunted highways, this season of Loose Units is your go-to guide to the worst crimes in Australian true crime history. Welcome to Loose Units, The Shadow Files. Hello and welcome to Loose Units, The Shadow Files. Before we continue, we'd like to issue a very, very strong trigger warning for domestic violence and for violence against women in general. Violence against women is a serious, serious epidemic in Australia. It is, I mean, the numbers are really, really terrible. And right now we're going through, we're really going through it. So just before we head into the episode, we just want to let you know that we are in fact talking about the murder of Lily James, uh, who was killed very recently. And obviously the death of Lily James really does highlight male violence in Australia, which is, like I said, a very big thing right now. So if this is going to be triggering for you, please take a break from this episode and check back in with us later. So dad, this story centers around the death of a 21-year-old woman who was killed at a private school in Sydney. Now, I understand that you've got some experience uh, in this area. Is that correct? Yes, I do, without giving away various facts that will become more evident as we discuss this matter further. But having been in the uh, the New South Wales Fire Brigades for 10 years, mm. I was involved in lots of incidents. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. And, of course, my time in forensics and, of course, general duties in the New South Wales Police Force in the 80s. I, again, I mean, I find myself, I'm not going to say uniquely able to give a particular insight into this horrific story. Yeah. But I don't think there are too many people out there that have had the hands-on experience that we can bring to sort of help highlight this particularly horrendous case. And also, Paul, Mm. you know, when this story broke um, less than a fortnight ago, I contacted you but i was slightly reticent um we were in the midst of a four-part horrific 
story about a a 12-year-old murderer. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I just thought, it just didn't, I didn't really want to talk about it. I, yeah, there's, I no, I completely get that. I think we both sort of went, look, it's a lot. I mean, Lily James was the 43rd woman, I think, to die since the beginning of the year. And it's there's a big conversation going on right now uh, about violence committed against women. And a lot of the cases we've been dealing with lately have been about that. And in fact, a lot of true crime is about women being hurt. And I think we'd sort of reach maximum... You know, maximum emotional occupancy. And I think your call was completely correct. Mm. But when you got in touch this week and said, hey, we could talk about this uh, through the lens of your experience, Mm. I think it sort of made it a conversation worth Mm. having. I agree, Paul. And also, I would like to say at this juncture, something that will be revealed again later on in the podcast, Mm -hmm. is that there was a particular um, news story that came out. Well, I read it on Saturday morning Mm. and that really I just found that the the story as an addendum to this horrific murder of Lily James Mm -hmm. I contacted you again uh, on Saturday morning and said look mate in fact I sent you a link to an ABC News article which we'll talk about at the end which I I just you know it's sort of like being um a prisoner strapped to a to a post and being yeah. flogged with a cat of nine tails, then the person's taken off the post, then they're starting to recuperate, then you basically tie them down and pour salt into the wounds, which is it's an extreme analogy I'm giving, but that's this how I felt. This is a metaphor, obviously, but it's a yeah. metaphor for okay. for this article that came out, and then I just thought, okay, we need to. Uh, we need to talk about it. And then, of course, so, I've been doing a fair bit of research on the story. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, there's also a Dutch connection. Yeah, well, we can get to the Dutch connection later because it does, in fact, link to the article. Uh, I'm also tangentially aware that whilst many of our listeners are true crime obsessives and aficionados and are all very much plugged into the true crime scene and have a real eye for current affairs... I think it's probably worth starting at the start. Could you please walk myself and the listeners through the details of the crime that we are referring to today? Mm, Okay, Okay. well, poignantly and prophetically, listeners, this is a classic example of destroying the fallacy that domestic violence is a phenomenon of lower socioeconomic impact. people, environment, and again, Paul, we had that uh, that famous discussion when I was interviewed on the ABC mm. many years ago. There back then were police, senior police, that believed that domestic violence was a phenomenon in Sydney of the western suburbs. So the western suburbs, every single city in the world has different different areas. You know, different where different types of people, different incomes, different stratas, different schools. Mm-hmm. It's 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 a it's a real mix, and this particular case took place in one of the most exclusive schools in Australia. It it happened on the grounds of the school. Yeah. It's an interesting school, listeners. It's a school 
that essentially has no um, playing fields, no lawns, no soccer fields. And of course, the reason is that it's in the middle of the Sydney CBD. It's, mm. it's I guess the, the CBD, the, the, the epicentre of Sydney is the town hall. And you've got the light rail. It's an area where families um, on weekends come in. Mm -hmm. It's the genesis. It's the it's one of the focal points if there are going to be any uh, demonstrations. Uh, it's a it's an amazing place when the weather's great. It's got a, a real buzz. It's a little bit like if I was to use the Melbourne equivalent of that that famous square, Paul, um, opposite Fed the square. railway. Fed Square. Yep. It's just got a vibe. It's, And of course, directly behind um, the Sydney Town Hall, which is a, an historic building built in the uh, mid-19th century, mm -hmm. you've got this office block. It's an office block that contains a school mm -hmm. that used to be for boys only. And... I recall a terrible story from that school. Really, it made the front page of all the Australian media. And it was a particularly barbaric story about what boys can do to other boys. And sadly, in this particular case, this, this girl, Lily James, 21 years of age, living at home with her parents in South Sydney, she was an assistant water polo coach. Yep. And she had been involved for approximately five weeks in a relationship with a teacher at the school who taught hockey. And he... Apparently, this, this relationship although it was very, very short, approximately five weeks, was a clandestine relationship. And not a lot of people knew about it. You have to be very careful in a work environment uh, for lots of reasons. It might not be um, regarded as proper mm -hmm. from the internal policy of the school. You know, it may well be very fraught uh, they may have very hard and fast rules. You're saying keeping a relationship like that secret in a very prestigious school might just be to avoid yes. any kind of... Okay, yep. And, I mean, Christine and I went through the same thing when we first met. Yeah. And, and it resulted in Christine actually getting a transfer mm -hmm. uh, to keep things, you know, quiet. And yeah. um, so they've got CCTV footage of... Lily going into the the bathroom. Yep. And then she's followed by Paul Thiessen. That's with a silent J. Um, and he follows her into um, this this area. It's it's relatively late at night. And my research um, initially based on the information that I gleaned, and I have endeavoured to get some information from various sources, mm -hmm. was that 
he was in the uh, this area out of sight for for approximately one hour. Then he leaves that area. Now at this stage, no one knows, but I I thought at the time, and Christine and I discussed this at some length, that whatever happened inside that that area <clears throat> was not premeditated. You don't think it was premeditated? Well, we did not think it was premeditated. However, yeah. And in light of new information, mm-hmm. my theory is going to be completely squashed, um, which we will reveal slowly. Okay. The police receive some hours later a triple O call from a man that they now know to be Paul Thiessen. He says to the operator that there is a body in this, and he gives a very precise location. At the same time, Lily's mother and father had contacted the police. <clears throat> because they were concerned, not knowing anything about what had happened, but she was uncharacteristically very, very late coming home. Mm. I mean, it was around about midnight. He texted the the father. I did not know that. He texted the father. About uh, after the after the murder had happened, he actually sent a text to Lily's dad. So he calls triple zero, but he also yes yeah, sent a text to the father apparently he used Lily's phone to text her asking him to pick her up so I don't oh, know what the actual okay that's very interesting isn't it yeah okay what does that tell you premeditation uh, yeah that's what I thought yeah that's what I thought like I said Paul you missed your vocation can you imagine the two of us detectives we'd, we'd be out there we'd probably have yeah. to wear capes oh my god PNS oh my god just just to cut through the uh, the weirdness. So clearly the reason the text was sent, in my opinion, is because he wanted the body found, right? Yeah. Or wanted it found, uh, or wanted the dad there when the cops showed up. It, it, the whole thing seems a little bit planned mm, to me. I know, but... I know. So yeah. a couple of other things. Um, mm-hmm. He, uh, Paul, mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> not you, but the, the, the offender. Of course. He borrowed a friend's car. Yeah. And there's all sorts of conjecture as to why he borrowed it because it was a prestige motor vehicle and some people have theorised that, you know, this would have facilitated a speedy escape. But what he does, he drives. He is a resident of the eastern suburbs Mm -hmm. uh, around where Christine and I live. But we have touched on a very famous um, location in Sydney, notorious for people taking their own lives, called The Gap. The Gap. Now... In, in, in view of the research and the stories that you and I have covered over the, the last sort of five years or so, and also my time in the police force and the fire brigade, I, I took it upon myself to actually visit the Gap a few months ago. And it's an extraordinary location. It's very, very disconcerting. It's depressing because it is basically, it's just, they've got so many cameras there. Mm-hmm. And they've got these special locations that you can go to, and it talks about, you know, h- how you're feeling. You can call these 
these helplines from these automated boxes that you can actually go to and you can get you press a button and you can talk to someone in real time and let them know that you're feeling you, you know clearly it would come up at these locations these centralized places where people are sort of taking these sad calls yeah probably lifeline and and i i think they'd have a special sort of like a that have some special device within the organization that would sort of be a heightened alert to say okay this is so serious because they're actually at the gap this is a place that is just look it's just uh, to go there have i taken you and tegan there paul uh yes we have driven so past it's the just gap. you know it's it's a it's just a really really sad and bad place it's so depressing so he drives to the to the gap and he sits in his car for some time then he drives to another location mm-hmm. just south yeah. and i'm going to say at this juncture that it did take the police what i thought was a long time to locate his body they didn't know where he was they didn't know what he'd done but they assumed in light of the location that something had happened uh not dissimilar to miss caddick militia caddick that we've covered um it's a very very sort of very very similar very close area to where these things these events occurred Mm -hmm. and it it just completely threw me they were using a lot of manpower but it turns out that they were working towards south head the gap uh and they were sort of they hadn't worked so far south and then on the saturday morning some tradesmen Mm -hmm. who were at this park about a kilometer south of the place where they felt that he may well have um you know jumped Yeah. Uh, and they found uh, his his body at the bottom of the cliff. Okay. Now, it's very, very disturbing because the police that attended the scene at the private school around midnight, yep. they would have been general duties police, without a doubt. General duties police, meaning they're out on patrol, could have been foot patrol, they're in a car, they're based in the city, they get a call, concern for welfare, they go into this quite frankly eerie uh, school after hours they go into the into the toilet bathroom block. area the toilet yep. block and they go into this 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 scene and they see this woman and when the police say uh, during a press conference that it was extremely confronting yeah that means that it's it's horrendous now one of the items that they found in a bin because they've got CCTV footage of Paul walking towards a bin and depositing something in the bin. That something, based on the evidence available to us, Mm -hmm. was a hammer. Now, hammer indicates premeditation. Why is that? You don't just... Have a hammer? You don't just have a hammer. People don't carry hammers. I heard, mm-hmm. I heard that he was. I heard later on they found proof that he'd gone to a hardware store. Yeah, to pick. Okay, yes, so he bought pick, a hammer. 
Okay, that seems to me like the that's the uh, this is not a pun the nail in the coffin of this mm. argument that it wasn't premeditation. So, yeah. right, so he heads to a hardware store, picks up the hammer. He knows if it was a, if it was a crime of opportunity, right, or a crime mm. of passion, and, and the, let's say there were repairs and stuff going on in the bathrooms, and he, you know he grabbed what was nearby. That's still horrifying, but to pick a hammer as your murder weapon before is mm. a, I mean, it's unspeakably cruel. It is not a. Okay. Well, there, there is also a school of thought that yeah. perhaps he had the hammer. Yeah. <clears throat> he organised the meeting. She would have had absolutely no idea. One would yeah. hope. Yeah. Um. Even though it is an unusual time and location mm-hmm. to meet this person, or had she just gone in and he followed her? We don't know what happened during that hour, but we do know that she was killed yep. violently with a hammer. Um. I have been to murders. Yeah. Where the murder weapon was a hammer. I remember one. It was in Electric Blue. It was in the small... It was like a sh- granny flat or yep. something. Yep. And it was next to a site where there was a... Cert- so basically the murderer killed this woman with a hammer and then yes. threw the hammer over the fence into a yard, which and was then, also yeah. on the property. Yeah. And then it, it um, attempted to take his own life. Yeah. <clears throat> How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science, with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. So, I clearly don't have access to the post-mortem. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> However, there are various scenarios without being too morbid, and I'm acutely aware that uh, you know, there could be members of the family listening. So I'm 
going to tread very uh, carefully here. Yes. But if she was facing him when the first blow was struck, then one would expect to find on Lily, um, you know, the sort of self-defense wounds. Self-defense wounds being broken fingers. Yeah. Um, of course. We don't yeah. need to go into all the details, but, you know, that's, that's a natural reaction. If yeah. you're going to mm. um, be attacked, for example, mm-hmm. and you, you fall to the ground, you invariably uh, sort of coil up into sort of a fetal position because what you're doing is instinctively reducing your your body, your target area, size. And an hour is a long, long time for him to be in there. You know, it could have happened in the first few minutes. Yep. And then he's, he spent 55 minutes, 50 minutes, just, just sort of thinking and just... I can't imagine what was going through his mind. When I heard that it was an hour, my assumption was because they'd broken up a couple of days before. Hmm. Um, I yeah, think two she, or three she, days before. She broke up with him. Yeah, yeah. Well, obviously. Um, and so he's come in. It's possible they were arguing for 50 minutes or something. And then maybe he had the hammer in case it went wrong. Maybe. Or he was Is going it- to threaten her. I'm having real um, trouble with this story, by the way. It's really upsetting me. Um, so, it's a nightmare. And once he would have delivered the first blow, yeah, he had gone beyond the point of no return. And My this, this, this terrible, Sorry, terrible God. rage would have mm. taken over. And then he, he had to leave the school. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm thinking to myself when I heard the story. He, he drove somewhere. He was driving. He was. He would have been pulling up at red lights. You know. It's go... a Lexus. It was a Lexus, yeah. right? The car yeah. they found was a Lexus. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You know, but he would have driven with purpose to a particular location. Mm-hmm. The fact that he went to a cliff location indicates that he, on the balance of probabilities, had already decided to take his own life. Right. And there are lots of schools of thought about what people think about people that do that. I, you know, I, I, I just can't, I can't understand uh, after after my all of my years living and being, you know, through those three careers that I had dealing with absolute shite, yep. I still to this day can't put my mind or my body or any part of me into the into the the body and mind of a of a, of a killer, yeah. and it's just it's so it's so horrendous. Um, the police eventually had the grim and gruesome task of recovering the body at the bottom of the cliff. Yeah. One small point that I find very, very interesting, and I would like to have it confirmed, but my research has indicated to me that he was found naked. So Hmm. part of my brain then started thinking, did he stand there and just take all his clothes off and jump? It's possible. It's fascinating. You don't jump off a cliff and have all your clothes removed by the the tide. No, of course not. That's an impossibility. Yeah. So that's, for me, interesting. There is talk 
that he had, um, you know, suffered anguish being away from his family during COVID, mm. <clears throat> like everyone else in the world. And, you know, I just, I've read lots of things about him that I'm not going to talk about because they're very subjective about what and people thought, yeah. speculative. Yeah. I'm not going to go there. Yep. But what I am going to say to listeners mm. is that, you know, the the family of Lily, their lives, you know, the mother, the father, the brother, then yeah. extended family, what a what a what a tragic and utter <sighs> terrible terrible crime a waste that, and they'll never ever get over it till the no. day the parents and the brother die they will continually think about this terrible terrible and really there is i mean you can talk about retribution and justice but yeah you know it's one of those cases where there's 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 nothing else the police can do. It's it's two people are dead. This is why I think that she... God, this is speculative, but men who hurt women are cowards. I mean that with every fibre of my being. It is, a, it is a cowardly act, and I think the fact that he killed himself and intended to kill himself makes me think that I don't think she knew the blow was coming. I don't think he could look her in the, in the eye and do that. I think he waited till her back was turned. I think he was a coward. Um... I don't think she knew uh, it was happening. I think, I think anyone who th- plans to uh, rob the family of, of justice by killing themselves after the fact is a coward. Mm. So it'd be interesting but, to yeah I'd, yeah. I'd love to get the the take. Um, yeah, and also I'm also well I'm going to put this out there as well mm. and say that the murderer's family mm-hmm. their lives are ruined. Of course, yes, of course. You, you can't um, tell me they did not raise a murderer. They This would be a shock to them, I, I'm assuming. But I mean, I know that they had to, in order to do forensics and in order to fingerprint uh, this guy, they had to contact, I believe, the Netherlands Embassy. Correct. And, yep. and cross-reference prints because obviously he wasn't on the database here. Um, they confirmed that he got to the, uh, the site where he jumped at 10. And then an hour later, he called the emergency services, as you pointed out at the start of the show. And then uh, another hour later was when he apparently jumped. So God knows what he was doing there for hours and hours. I assume potentially working up the courage to do Look, to do the deed. But, but Paul, also, I mean, just the the realization of what you've done yeah. would, and he may have felt the most extreme regret. Yeah. And, and just thinking, and you can't undo it. You've murdered someone. It's, mm-hmm. you know, there will be people out there that would say, well, look, the, look, I, don't, I just, oh God. Anyway. I don't know. I think it's probably um, worth noting that it's probably worth noting that uh, Lily's family and her school and all her friends have been doing an incredible job, uh, not only celebrating her life and mourning her, but just, you know, paying tribute to ooh. her. And, and also, Paul, the, the, yes. a, a, a slight bit of not good news but something mm. that is very touching and i understand why they're going to do this is they're going to demolish the the toilet block yeah they're getting going to get rid of it and i, I think, think that's yeah a positive uh christine and i are watching a documentary during the week about a, a particularly shocking crime in america where uh two brothers murdered everyone in their family mm-hmm. and they've created a beautiful park and it is a beautiful park. 
they've just the, the, the council have come in, the authorities they've they've purchased the uh, the block of land. Yep. And I think a memorial in this particular case is 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 you know fitting. Um, you know there were these students that were doing their HSC. Mm. Uh, they shut the entire school down. They brought in twelve councillors from adjoining schools. But at the beginning of this podcast, Paul, we discussed a particular a story that came out last Saturday morning. Yep. <clears throat> and this came from the um, headmaster of another school called Shaw. Yeah, I know. Um, which is the Lower North Shore. It's an ex- it's an exclusive boys' school. Yep. And you know. Prime ministers have been there. Um, I don't. I don't think that's necessarily a, a positive in light of some of the prime ministers. <clears throat> but um, it's a serious school. Yeah. Uh, I think the boys still wear straw hats. Well, that says a that's lot. ridiculous. Yeah. But um, the principal of Shaw used to be the principal of St Andrews Cathedral School. Right which is where the murder occurred. And uh, I assume that he had something to say about the murder. What, what did he say? <clears throat> yes. So, he does a weekly musing. And, you know, I to and froed. I had a, a, I had a virtual tug of war yeah. in my mind about... I really thought long and hard about what we we're about to say. It is interesting, and I... I do understand what he was saying, mm-hmm. but he he said, and he described Lily James's murderer as an absolute delight oh. and not a monster. Okay. So, prominent domestic violence advocates have just come in and said, "This is just not not acceptable." Mm-hmm. If something terrible had happened to Anne and then someone of some repute and standing had said, yes, but the guy was just a really nice person. And I don't think, even if you think that, I think it's not appropriate in in view of the short amount of time that has passed. It's only been a fortnight. Yeah. And this was a newsletter to all, all, all the children, but it, it was... You know, he, he, he's very eloquent and he talks about, you know, it, he actually titled his newsletter Looking at the Face of Savagery. <clears throat> and um, look, he's copped some flack. Yep. And Understandably so. Uh, yeah. So, you know, this domestic violence situation, I don't know what the stats are in terms of Australia as a country on the world stage. Actually, Dad, according to a BBC poll, uh, quite recently, among G20 nations, Australia ranks eighth for rates of domestic violence against women. It's a pretty... Um, That's really bad. It's bad, but it's also a very... It's not a great competition to be in, is it? Like, no, it's you know, fucking appalling, actually. Yeah. And I find it... Um, I find it... I don't know what to... Do? To do or say. I uh, Look, a lot of this starts in the home. But also, we all know... Statistically, we all know men who are doing this stuff on some level. Statistically, we all know. And if you know somebody is doing this stuff, I think it's... I know it's complicated, but it's the, it's, it's the job of all of us to speak up and 
help and not just sit back and wait till the terrible shit happens and then go, yeah, I always had a bad feeling about that guy. Like, you know what I mean? We need to try and be better at this. We really do. We mm. really do. Yeah, look, it's, um, it's a tragedy. Yeah. I, um, I feel or we feel that something needed to be said yeah. about this, this terrible case. And obviously um, sitting up uh, several times, uh, this happens all the time in the States, Dad, actually, after there are mass shootings, 99% of the time it's an aggrieved young white man who gets a gun and goes berserk and someone always feels the need to get online or get on the news and say they just seem so nice, they were so pleasant and articulate and lovely and they wouldn't hurt a fly and they go, well, clearly they fucking would. Like It's not, you know, I understand people are complicated and I understand people's impressions, but you need to think about the effects of getting out there and saying things like that. You need mm. to just just think. And if you're the principal of a school... Maybe think about what those words will do to the family of and yeah. the friends of those. If, if I was involved in the education system, yeah. Um, uh, if I was the principal of an all boys school, mm-hmm. um, I would be bringing in some some really good speakers, mm-hmm. and I would convene um, an assembly for the whole school, but. Because it's important to get the kids from all different ages. Yeah, I might break it up into two sessions. Years, um, you know, the old um, first to fourth form. Anyway, year eleven and twelve—that's they're the senior students. Yeah, uh, because you'd obviously be speaking a little bit differently. Um, toxic masculinity. I was thinking this morning, listeners, um, and I'm just putting this out there as I do. It's not often you see a group of five or six really scary women walking towards you nope. just, that's rare yep. and there'll be people who go oh yes well there are examples well yeah yeah of course you can find examples statistically of anything you want to find in the world mm-hmm. but what i will say when you see four or five men like teenagers are yep. uh, walking towards you and it happens up here where we mm-hmm. live it's intimidating and it's it's just it's you know it's 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 toxic. Dad, literally 99% of murders are committed by men. And I know if your first response when you when you hear these kind of anecdotes or statistics being banded around is defensive, then you might want to examine that because obviously we're not talking about you. No, but also, you know, look, but, you know, I mean, just statistically speaking, have a look at the ratio of yeah. female prisons yeah. to male prisons. It's, now, it's you know, I yeah. mean, yes, sure, there are... Absolute. We've covered some horrendous mm. female killers. Yeah, trust of course. me. There are some women I'd hate to meet in a dark alley. But we have to look. We really have to look hard to find those. By the way, because I regularly try and yes. vary it up. I go, let's look at crimes that aren't violence against women. And let me tell you something, folks. The pickings are slim. It is mm. not. It's not even. Now, one in four women statistically in Australia suffer violence at the hands of a loved one or uh, a man close to them. And I just want to say there is a really great website called whiteribbon.org.au where there are a bunch of really amazing helplines that you can reach out to uh, for help 24-hour lines where you can call to talk about things like sexual assault, family and domestic violence. You can get counselling. So... If you go to whiteribbon.org.au, they've got Lifeline on there. There's uh, 1-800-RESPECT. There's Kids Helpline. There's Beyond Blue. There's Financial Counseling. And yes, there are Men's Helplines as well. So if Mm. you are feeling like you need to talk to somebody, uh, head across to whiteribbon.org.au. We really really want to make sure that you've got 
structures in place to reach out and get help. Definitely. And Paul, in closing, yep. no matter what the makeup of your family is, mm-hmm. two men, two dads, two yeah. mums, two fucking grandmas, grandfathers, just whatever, mm-hmm. okay? It's the essence of this whole terrible story. Yeah. It's really important in a family to set a good example. And I'm talking about from when the kid's born. Now, you know, Paul, you, our three kids know that we have been exemplary in our our demonstration of respect that Christine and I have for each other. Yeah. You have witnessed throughout your entire life a great, and hopefully that rubs off. You can take some some guidance, some, wow, that may, hey, here's something controversial. Maybe that's really a really good way to, to be. And, of course, then you get that really, really um, acidic and destructive emotion called jealousy. And it's a tough one. Jealousy. Who in the world has not been felt jealousy? But to be able to think about how you feel, mm-hmm. but then pull back. But, I mean, I've been on planes. I have witnessed anger, generally by men, that yeah. is so palpable and scary mm-hmm. and it permeates the cabin and people are just shit scared and no one yeah. knows what to do. Yeah. And it's this sort of... And, and you know, that, that great friend of mine, um, you know, who became, you know, an SAS, you know, trained killer, the, the, the story when I was driving him when I was 17 years of age out west in Shitsville, where there were, I don't think there were electric lights back then in some suburbs of Sydney... And we went round. I was driving, and we, we went round the corner, and his chicken fell on his lap, and he started beating the shit out of me while I was driving. And I thought, okay, enough's enough. And we drove into this uh, garage where I sort of pretended I needed petrol. He got out, and I fucked off. I left him there, and I didn't see him for thirty years. I dealt with it that night. I thought, yeah. no, it's not. It's not acceptable. You've got to speak out. You've you've got got to speak speak out and continually. And I understand the whole domestic thing. I do understand about, you know, women are thinking, shit, bloody hell, we've got little kids. Where do I go? Yeah. What do I do? Yeah. Um, We're also not, by the way, listeners, we're not assuming that it's easy to up sticks. No, no, God, no. Oh, my God. No, this is a tough one. It's an age-old problem and it's fucked. But just we're trying to normalize seeking help and reaching out to people and we also really really do want to just wish the absolute best and issue our most heartfelt condolences to lily james and her family and friends this is so awful and we just we want you to know that we are we're with you we we feel we feel for you and we're so sorry this happened this is a this is a tragic story with no happy ending it is all incredibly recent and just be careful and if you see something, speak out. And if you need help, reach out to those around you. That's really all we can leave you with this week because there's no easy answers to this. And that is all the time we have for this week's very sad episode of Loose Units, The Shadow Files. Please take care of each other. We will be back at the end of the week. And I think it's fair to say that Loose Ends is a really useful kind of emotional release valve for the intense, intense 
nature of uh, Loose Units to Shadow Files. So we'll be back at the end of the week with a light, frothy, stupid antidote to the tragedy of Loose Units. So see you at the end of the week, everybody. And uh, in the meantime, stay safe and we'll see you soon for more Loose Units. Bye-bye. Cheerio. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.